Well, it's been 14 days, so welcome back to This Week in Film, the podcast where we get together to discuss the movies we've seen over the past week or so. We missed last week doing our, our regular show, but we're back now. I'm Nick Pananto, joined as always by Ray Radaminki and Charlie Chester. What's going on, fellas? We're back. Hey, what's up, man? How's Baby. Your, how's, how's your tummy? Did you have a tummy ache last week? I there was some issues. Where? We had some technical. <laughs> we had some technical issues last week that involved me not being present. Present. Mm. So, but I'm back now. And we've seen some movies. Yes, uh, we have. We've had plenty of time. So, yep. Yep. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know who was starting, so I didn't want to jump yeah, right in. Either. Yeah, this Ray. is a very so scripted. I'm show. starting. Okay. Um, this week I saw Fantastic Four, the new Fantastic Four with uh, the new. Crop of young kids in the in the <laughs> film industry, uh, directed by Josh Trank, starring uh, Michael B. Jordan, uh, Mara, Mara, uh, Kate Mara, Kate Mara, and who's the other guy? Uh, the dude from Whiplash. Yes, I can't remember. Miles Teller. Miles Teller. Sorry, J.K. Simmons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons plays Doctor Doom <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He doesn't. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if if you haven't seen this movie or you heard about it. I'm jealous. It was, right it was now. very hyped it. Uh, when it was announced it was going to be made. Josh Trank was a pretty hot filmmaker. He did Chronicle, which was a pretty cool movie. Mm-hmm. A lot of hype behind this film. A lot of the actors, like I said, were up-and-coming actors. And this movie completely bombed at the box office. Right. I think it got like a single digits on Rotten Tomatoes. So yeah. going into it, I wasn't expecting much. I got to say, I liked the first half hour to 40 minutes of it. It's, it's a good... It kind of wants to be like a good science fiction film. Right. About teleportation, uh, different different dimensions, stuff like that. Basic setup is like Reed Richards is a young boy genius. He builds a teleportation device in his garage when he's a young kid. He takes it to a science fair at his high school. Franklin Storm, who's a scientist that works at the Baxter Foundation, shows up to this uh, high school science fair and sees that he built this thing, offers him a scholarship. He goes to the, the school to do research, and he, with the help of the other uh, members of the Fantastic Four, build this teleportation device. Mm -hmm. One night they get drunk and decide, well, first they send a monkey and the monkey goes to a different dimension, comes back. They realize it works. They get drunk one night and say, hey, maybe we should go and see what happens. So they go. And if you know the story of the Fantastic Four, that's how they get their powers. They get touched by whatever is... We all know the song from the 90s. Right, exactly. (laughs) The beginning of it was great. And then it, it was one of those things where they just try to shoehorn it to be like a superhero movie and it just obviously it's the fantastic four so it has to be a superhero movie there has to be a villain all this stuff but it was just it was so crammed the last like 25 minutes are just like just basically them shoving stuff in your face being like right this is uh the human torch this is mr fantastic like mr fantastic this is the invisible woman this is the thing they have powers victor von doom is the villain it was just all like bang 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 it was just way too fast the movie, I think, could have even been longer, too. It was only an hour and 40 minutes. I mean, most movies these days are at least two hours. Yeah. It just seemed like it was just, it was rushed. It was thrown out there. And they definitely had plans for making more movies. Like, it doesn't have a, you know, it ends, it's basically an origin story. It ends with them becoming the Fantastic Four, and they're never going to make another movie because it was just so bad. Yeah. Yeah, the beginning, like the good part from what you say, definitely I understand then why people are comparing it to like a Cronenberg film. Right. Yeah. I mean that's essentially like fly 
Yep. It just it stinks of the fly. You know what I mean? That and that's not a bad thing. That's a cool thing to me. Like I've always wanted to see like a Cronenberg uh brought to like the mainstream, you know, see if anyone could do that. Right. It just it sucks that was Trank, is that yeah, the guy's Josh, name? Josh Trank, yeah. That got like dragged through the the calls. Uh, admittedly, yeah. yeah he, he torpedoed dude, himself. The dude, you know, had some has some issues or whatever, but he is a talent. I mean, there's yeah, no definitely. doubt about that. You know, Chronicle like, was awesome. I loved Chronicle. I yeah. still haven't seen Chronicle. No? I want to. I just it's awesome. haven't gotten around to it. Yeah. But from what I've heard about Fantastic Four, you can tell the exact moment the studio took yeah. over. Yeah, basically. It just, yeah, like I said, it just, it takes a left turn and it just turns into like your, you know, your stereotypical superhero movie, which. I mean, I guess that's what the, some people want, but like, it's it's cool to make a movie that's not like that. But I guess he wasn't allowed to do that, and whatever. But mm. uh, but yeah, it's it's all it's cracked up to be. It's it's as bad as everybody's saying it is. What well, for me, Fantastic Four, like the there's two issues that no one's gotten it right yet in all the Fantastic Four cinematic stories. Right. Okay, so Fantastic Four should be super happy that they got these powers. Like, right. I, I don't want to hear this horse shit that like. Like, oh, woe is me, you know, whatnot. Like, you know, what are we going to do with this stuff? Like, they should be, like, embracing it and really enjoying it. You know, it's like, it's free. It, it's a free gift, in a sense. Um, Except for that, the thing. That's what I'm saying. Right. That, that's a, that <laughs> yeah, that's is kind of like a curse. The thing. So, gift and a curse. Uh, if done well, like, I think the base of the story, the Fantastic Four story, should be about Ben Grimm and, like, this awful thing that's going on with him oh, and his see, friends trying to help him that's that's the fantastic four is a fun comic book it's almost the antithesis of the avengers which is like these long drawn out stories yeah where there's like life and death in the balance now right. fantastic four has serious elements but for the most part it's just a it's basically a sitcom where it's just these four people who have to work together now because they're, they're two of them are related, one of them's married to the other, and the thing is Mr. Fantastic's best friend. Right. Yeah. And they I, just they just live in the same building together, and then they fight monsters. And right. it's supposed to be a lighthearted, fun adventure. And the movies, like the the one from the night or the two thousands, the one the first one with um, Jessica Alba and the dude from the Shield, <laughs> Michael Chiklis. Yeah. Like that movie was, uh, everyone craps on it, but I liked it. Like it was well, fun. Well, those are fun. Yeah, it was a fun, lighthearted, campy kind of movie. Captain America's in it too. Yeah, he's the <laughs> Human Torch, and he was great as a Human Torch. And and that's and that movie was everything that it needed to be. But the problem was is that it was in that post Spider Man three era where where stuff was starting to get serious. Batman Begins, I don't think, had come out, but it was on its, it's close, way. Yeah. And the superhero movies were taking that dark, more serious turn. And and granted, the, the, the one that I like is not very good. It's not a very good movie. Right, but, no. But no, at it least not. it had the the heart of a fun family yeah, movie. This movie tries to be dark. Well, I mean, how do you update the Fantastic? I don't think it can be just don't told. Yeah, no. well, I mean, I don't, don't think there's a, I don't think there's an audience for it. For there's, that, there's an audience of it. for everything. If you, if well, you people do see like, right? I don't know, man, how good Marvel's doing with the, with the Avengers and stuff like that, and so like they're trying to capitalize on any, the other studios because this is a Fox movie, not a Warner Brothers. Um, so they're trying to capitalize on anyth anything that they can, and it just didn't work. So, whatever. 
I think that franchise is the most problematic one that they have. Well, to they've, they've bring made it that way at this point. They've cinem- cinema. Fox at least has ruined the Fantastic Four. Like they can't make another one and hope to make money off of it. Yeah, they clearly were hoping for this to be a new. Like 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 I said, this was supposed to be the first one, and there's they're definitely teasing other. Other, you know, other movies coming up, and this movie just was yeah. so bad that like when this that's not when happen. this one was coming out, they were saying, I mean, clearly this movie was made just to maintain the movie rights because they have to make a movie every right. so often uh, to retain the rights to it. So that's why they made this, and it was kind of rushed. Yeah. But when they were doing the promotional stuff, Marvel or Fox started saying, well, we, we own the X-Men, so we might do some team-ups with the X-Men because we love this cast so much. Mm-hmm. We're gonna, Fantastic Four is going to be in everything. Yeah. And, and that's just a, another example of the studio just pushing for. I think Fox has two properties of Marvels anymore. You know, uh, I think one way for me that this could work still is if you take one or two two of those characters and drop them in the same way they just yeah, did with Spider-Man. Yeah, I was Spider-Man thinking that when I was watching it, yeah. Or something like that. All of a sudden, like, you know, in the middle of a fight, Ben Grimm shows up mm-hmm. and says it's clobber in time. I would laugh my ass off, and that would be fantastic. No pun intended, but <laughs> that'd be amazing. Like, I would I would lose it. Because for me, the dynamic of that weird family, incestuous, just everyone's together, it's just in a, in a building with a big four on it is stupid. And I liked it as a kid, but it's just it doesn't hold up. It's fifties schlock. At well, maybe that's the movie they should make. Is because remember I was saying that the Spider-Man movie I want takes place in the sixties. Yeah, I want the Fantastic Four movie to take place in the sixties. Like that would be t- fantastic, <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> <It> would, <laughs> and uh, like I mean, I think a, a cool throwback universe like that would work really well because then you don't have to worry about modern conventions right. right you know that, that got me thinking almost it'd be really cool in a sense like in in uh watchmen when they keep teasing the original what was it, the minutemen mm-hmm. like yes, the old yes, school yes, the old and they, yeah. they go old back photos. to the 50s yeah. and you even go back there at times like if there's a new fantastic four or whatever to go back and actually play it up and do the 50s style leave it to beaver annoying stuff pepper it in i think it could work really well I think that could be really cool. Yeah. But a whole standalone movie? Eh. I I wouldn't watch it. Eh, you could make anything work if you if you put your mind to it. <laughs> Speaking of things not working, I watched the movie Avalanche Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a movie? Yeah. <laughs> uh I watched it. It was called Avalanche Sharks. It's from 2014 and was directed by Scott Wheeler. Remember that movie Jaws? Yeah. You remember that remember that movie Tremors? Yeah. Imagine <laughs> if you had land sharks. I, but to, uh, the sharks are ghosts. Out <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, of the ground? Wait, is this a sci-fi original? I don't know. I was it on It certainly sounds it, like it. It yeah. sounds like it and and I found it on Netflix. My friend Matt told me to watch it because I thought he had seen it and he didn't watch it. Uh, he, he just yeah, he just he sent me a screenshot of it, so he burned me. Yeah, he screwed you big time. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> and um, who's the this who, movie who's the the big star of this? No one. N- no one. There's no not one. like a, a somebody who was like a star. Like there's like somebody years that, ago. This is like the main cop guy looks like. Uh, oh, geez, he looks like the Michael Chiklis. No, it's like <laughs> the dude from Prison Break and The Dark Knight. Wentworth Miller. 
No, William something. William Fickner? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. That, that guy plays the cop in Prison Break. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, yeah. Is that his name? Yeah, William Fickner. There's Finchner. a guy who looks like him. No, <laughs> it's not even him. God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Um, <laughs> isn't he's in the new he's in the Ninja Turtles movies, isn't he? The new the, ones, the new. Oh, I haven't seen. Uh, the new ones. Yeah, I, I think know. he's Shredder. Is he? I think so. The, sh- the Shredder with the cartoonish wait, 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 scissors. You, oh, wait, he's definitely I, in the movie. He's one of Michael Bay boys. The guy you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, he's in the a, guy that looks like the guy in this other <laughs> movie. <laughs> yeah, we're not. Yeah. Even, we're talking about <laughs> who he resembles. <laughs> we're not even talking about if he's in this as movie if, or not. As if he's he's like uh, somehow. Uh, granted his talent yeah. by this other guy just out of his looks. Um, so uh, you read the description of this movie on I am or on uh, on Netflix. It doesn't even know what it is. <laughs> it says something along the lines of it takes place during a bikini contest on spring break. Uh-huh. Movie takes place on a mountain, a ski like a ski resort mountain during spring break. Who goes? Does anyone go skiing during sk- spring break? Maybe people that, that live up How in the north connect. Those um, two things, and the p- movie poster is a girl holding samurai swords while a giant shark is jumping towards her. There's no Sheena Bikini. I don't remember. It sounds but like there's no sword in the movie at all. It sounds like a bunch of eighth graders are like, you know, what the perfect movie would be, <laughs> and then just like started throwing things that they liked at a wall to yeah. see what stuck. Yeah, is is really, really dumb. It was We're really <laughs> dumb. It had a couple of like funny parts where where it was a little self aware, but but. But I was going to ask, how how does an avalanche come into play? Oh, I'll tell you. The movie opens on four establishing shots <laughs> <laughs> of a rescue vehicle. Uh-huh. Now, on the back of this rescue vehicle are is a mortar cannon uh-huh. for firing mortars, of course. Yeah, of course. And this guy gets out and just shoots cannon fire into the mountain. I guess to dislodge avalanches because that yeah. that is a thing. Yeah, yeah, if you go skiing in like Colorado or you know somewhere out west, the entire time you're there, you're constantly hearing well this guy dynamite and stuff coming that, off. That's a badass job. This yeah. guy disturbed an ancient Native American burial ground when he did this, and the avalanche that he created knocked over these totem poles, and that unleashes the snow, the avalanche sharks, the avalanche sharks. <laughs> I don't know what they are. They're yeah. they're not ghosts, but they're real. But they are ghosts. Yeah. They have there's no rules about them. At one point, they travel across the snow, but they also can just appear inside a hot tub. Where? <laughs> 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 At one point, there's three girls playing in a hot tub. They're you know like woo party, spring break, snow shark just <laughs> destroys them inside the hot tub and then disappears. But later, there's a guy inside a building, and the shark is trying to smash its way into the building. So do they move through walls and then become tangible when they want to be? I don't know. It seems like like the only... What is the physics of this? I don't don't understand. I couldn't figure it out. Like The one guy that doesn't get killed, uh, who's who's mangled, uh, later is is then then later killed by the same shark, like 10 minutes later. Right. And the shark just keeps smashing into him over and over again. I want to. S- it sounds it's really, really dumb. Like the. It sounds like they're pulling from the rationalization from Patrick Swayze's ghost. 
Yeah. Where, <laughs> where like <laughs> like he could move through things, but if he concentrates real hard, he become he could make things move. Kind Sounds of thing. like this is almost a sequel to Ghost. Yeah, it's. <laughs> <laughs> in, I don't disagree. I mean, it does yeah. have a, a Swayze kind it of. It definitely feel takes to place it. in the same universe. We now can the agree sharks, upon that. <laughs> the sharks have an ancient mystical name called the Shookum or sh- or Shkookum. Everyone knows about this, including a guy who is in a truck <laughs> driving to spring break. Who is making up the story of Shukukum? <laughs> is that a Native American? I don't know. Term? At what point uh, I- in our uh, culture are we allowed to say that Native American burial grounds as a storytelling device is racist <laughs> at this point? <laughs> it's like because they're like these mystical people at this ah. point that like we. I like don't think <laughs> it's. I don't think it was too racist. What was really racist was the nondescript Asian woman. Uh-huh. <laughs> That is going to fix the totem poles. Spoiler alert for oh, avalanche sharks. Yeah. There's a nondescript Asian person who you think is Japanese or Chinese because she doesn't speak English. Mm-hmm. And she's just there on vacation, you assume. But no, she's just going to fix the totem poles. And so she just goes. She goes to where they are. And as she stands them up, the three different sharks start disappearing. And then the movie ends. She just so stands, that, that's she all stands, need to, need to she be stands done? the last one up and dust her hands off and goes, woo, (laughs) job well done. (laughs) So that, wait, so there's only three sharks? It's unclear. Sometimes there's like seven or eight of them. I mean, an avalanche of sharks. Others others were killed, maybe? No, it's not an avalanche of sharks. Okay. There are sharks caused by the avalanche. Oh. Yeah. Now it's only. Wait, wait, is there a comma in there or something? I'm trying to. Avalanche, comma, sharks. Okay, all right. Yeah, how long? Uh, it was uh, only an hour. Well, and twenty yeah, minutes of hell. How, it was how, that's how just dare enough. They have I knew. Longer than I that. knew. I knew I was in real trouble when they had the four establishing shots of the rescue truck at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. It was oh, it was really bad. Charlie, <laughs> what did you see? <laughs> I, you know, I we've almost had this formula going where like I try to watch. A terrible movie, but since um, we haven't done the videos in a while, and I can't make you watch these movies anymore, it's almost deliberate. Yeah, <laughs> that uh, you know, I didn't want to put myself through it again this week. So this week, I actually I watched a movie called Hush. I watched a movie called Hush nice. on Netflix. I see Hush. Yeah, Hush. Um, so it's a great Batman. Everyone was talking about it Hush. for a while because <laughs> everyone's got Netflix now, and it was like, you know, uh, new releases. Uh, mm-hmm. It popped up in like you know, like the the one of the first new releases. So immediately everyone's like, oh, there's a new movie called Hush. Let me right. go see that. You know what I mean? Let me put that on. And I'm sure that's. Um, I just thought we were being loud. Intentional, uh, by Netflix. Don't, um, don't brush me off. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I was hesitant to watch it because I did research real quick. And by research, I mean I, I picked up my phone and hit the IMDb app where the person who created it was uh, responsible for a little flick called Oculus. Oh, yes. It came yes. out about two years ago. Yeah. I've not seen I'm it, not but familiar. I've heard of it. Which was one of the worst movie-going experiences I'd had in a very long time. Oh. Yeah, it was – Oculus is awful. Um, and they should be ashamed of themselves for – for making that movie, <laughs> um, I li- I wanted to really see it because uh, uh, was it uh, Karen or Karen Gilliam the uh, one of the girls 
the really cute girl from Doctor Who was in it. She was also in Guardians of the Galaxy. So I'm like, oh, okay. But that is no good reason to see a movie because it was not worth it. Oculus was terrible. So anyway, so I watched Hush. Oh, Hush. talking about Hush. Let's get back to Hush. Uh, so Hush, uh, very simple idea. Um, and I thought they pulled it off really well. Where basically, female author uh, held up in a cabin and she's deaf. She remembers the voice of her mother from when she was a child before she lost her hearing. So that is the voice. Whenever she hears uh, her inner dialogue or anything, it, it's her mother's voice. So they set this up early in the beginning. And I thought they did a really good job of using that as a device at different points in the story. But um, so she's there. They establish that she's got a neighbor and that uh, they also establish that there's like this alarm system that is so loud that she could feel the vibration when it's going off so that she knows she's not going to burn to death if the house burns down. So they set up basic storytelling devices there. And you know that they're going to come back at some point in some way. Do they do it clever? And I thought they actually did a pretty good job with it, where basically um, a stalker, some a killer comes to her and is just taunting her and fucking with her, you know, trying to uh, just terrorize her. Explicit label this week. Watch out. <laughs> so uh, they actually got a really good actor to play the killer, um, and I hadn't seen him in a role like this. He's uh, he was recently in um, Ten Cloverfield Lane. Mm-hmm. He was the guy, the younger guy. Oh yeah, he's in, in a newsroom. A newsroom, yeah, yeah. So he he usually plays plays the safe character, right? You know, like there's not much range. Yeah. But here, I mean, it's one dimensional. He's a killer, just trying to. But he he does it really well. So he's stalking her. He's he's screwing around with her. They they go Hitchcockian on using like a uh, sound as a, as a storytelling device, and like you know the silence is like in in a lot of ways very unnerving, and like the build up to like you know uh, you know what's going to happen next, and then. She starts using these devices uh, that I set up earlier, like the, the alarm system being really loud, um, the neighbor, um, the fact that she's deaf, and the mother. At one point, the like um, you, something plays out, and then all of a sudden you realize that it like it didn't really happen. It was one of those dream sequences, those like bullshit dream sequences that infuriate everyone in movies. Mm-hmm. But uh, instead of them doing it and you being pissed off about it, all of a sudden. Uh, the dream stops, and uh, she's like, she's dead on the ground. She got killed, um, and then she sits up, and then she turns towards the camera, and in her mother's voice, she's like, "This is what's going to happen if you go down this road. So you need to get your shit together. Like, don't run because when you run, you're gonna get caught. Fight, and then boom, we're back in, and that sequence of events never happened. And I thought that was really entertaining, and I really dug it." Um, I mean, overall, it was only like an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty good watch, man. I'd check it out. It's yeah, definitely brainer. gonna check it out. My, my list. I almost got to it this week, but then I went and watched Avalanche Sharks. Yeah. I literally chose between the two. <laughs> I think <laughs> Not you're even kidding. I think you're a better person for it. Yeah. Well, back to Avalanche Sharks <laughs> for a little bit. <laughs> Next up is the answers to the last show's raise random raise random request. Uh, what's your favorite time travel movie? We had a lot of answers, Ray. Also, everyone votes for me to keep the name Ray's Random Ray Quest. Yeah, let's, Great. let's just keep it going, guys. Yeah, that's awesome. Right. Uh, but anyway, at Malcolm Powder says, 
Somewhere in Time, the Christopher Reeve, Jane Seymour movie is I his favorite. I was recently told I should watch that. I haven't seen it. Uh, I've never seen it either. I just know the box art. They're wearing like old timey clothes and it always just turned me off. Yeah. Don't care for old timey clothes. No. <laughs> <laughs> just the effort involved. <laughs> I uh, regret the outfit I'm currently wearing now. At, at Cumulative Hang on Twitter says Groundhog Day and Looper. Two classics. Love Looper. Looper was gr- I've only seen it the one time. I've just never gotten around to it. It's again. good, man. That's, yeah, the more you watch that movie, the more you'll like it. At Jude's LM started a controversy uh, when she said, only Back to the Future won. The others fail at recreating the magic of the first. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, we could talk about that for yeah. a long time. Sure. Judy's smacking people around. But then at History Mile says, Back to the Future 2 is their favorite time travel movie. Oh, nice. man. Uh, he's a big fan of like the future, just seeing what people's interpretations of the future is. And he would also say Pleasantville, which made us discuss whether or not Pleasantville is a time travel movie. And I guess it is because yeah. he goes back in time. So sure. time travel. At Wilmington Dan says About Time, which I completely agree with. That is my favorite time travel movie. About Time is a sneaky, very good movie. Yeah. Wait, which one is that? It's one by the guy who did uh, Love Actually. Oh, is it with the guy from Star Wars? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, Rachel McAdams. Is it Rachel yeah. McAdams? Yeah, Rachel yeah. McAdams and Don Hall Gleason, I yeah. think is his name. Mm. I, I want to watch it again. I just don't want to cry that much. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I cried like a baby <laughs> at about time. I'm not even embarrassed. Jill on Facebook says Donnie Darko and... That is stellar. Oh, Donnie Darko <laughs> and Interstellar. I can't okay. read my own writing. Uh, right. And uh, those are all the responses we had for Ray's Random Ray Quest this week. Sweet. Yeah. A lot of good responses. So, Ray, what is this week's Ray's Random Ray Quest? This week, I'm going to go pretty simple. Not so much Charlie, but me and Nick talked about some really bad movies. What's the worst movie you've ever seen? Wow. I would say, uh, general, make it more specific. What's the mo- worst movie you ever saw in theaters? Okay. Um, All right. That's a good one. Yeah. Wing Commander. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> the Mark Hamill classic video game adaptation? No, no. With uh, Freddie Prince Jr. I walked out of that oh, piece wait, of yes, shit. Yes, yes. Oh, right. What's his name Mark from Hamill's Scream, the, too? Mark Hamill's in the game. Uh, Matthew Lillard? Matthew Lillard, yeah. yes. Matthew Lillard. <laughs> Matthew Lillard is such a good actor. He makes such <laughs> terrible movie choices. He's so good in movies. He always tries so hard. All right, plugs, Charlie. Uh, Boy Zero. Um, it's available on Amazon.com. It is available on all digital media platforms, um, Caliber.com. There's a, uh, a couple podcasts that I recently did. Um, Shout-outs to the Knuckleheads podcast, to Superhero Speaks podcast. Superhero Speaks, they're going to be in Philly Comic Con this weekend. So um, uh, you guys should... It's uh, the first week of June. Yes, it is the first week of June. So uh, shout outs to those guys, uh, Bo Show and Ray. Do you have any plugs? This time, uh, I actually do have a plug. Uh, I want to take a second to tell you guys about the Wire in Wick podcast. Oh, join the host Chris Carlson every Monday while he talks about some of the big things that happened in the past week, all from a center left perspective. He covers everything from primaries, primary debates to Blake Lively's butt, which is always good. <laughs> <laughs> the Wire and Wick podcast. Uh, is also your one-stop show for everything in vaping, from new products to government regulations and how you can fight for your right to not smoke. Check it out at thewirewickpodcast.com or anywhere else you get your podcasts. 
Okay, great. And uh, I just want to say, if you're listening to us on the podcast radio network, which is a thing that we're featured on Wednesday nights at 1030, thank you for listening. Uh, You can find us on the internet at iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter, all the regular stuff. We're thisweekinfilmpodcast.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us. And if that is the end of the reel... We'll see you <laughs> oh my next <laughs> week in film. Oh we need to talk about that. Come on. <laughs>